0: You can get it done. What's more, you gotta get it done. There's a gleam, man. There's a gleam. Let's get the gleam, all right? Let's go. <laughs> what a piece of that championship! Put it in here. Hey, guys, where else would you rather be? Welcome into hour two of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Join the conversation now on the Long and Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540 639 4900, or text Rick and the show at 744 2990. And now your host, The Big Dog, Rick Watson.
1: Back in the day, when Marva and I were both working here at the station, I mean, it was a party all the time. Joining us now on the program. Because you know, last Monday it was our phones not working. This Monday it's the main microphone. But hey, we persevere. And we're happy to be joined by Marva in Miami. Marva, how are you? Good morning.
2: Good morning, Rick. I'm doing great. I'm just glad I'm allowed to be on the show this week. <laughs> Hurtful last week, I was not allowed to loud beyond. Yeah, but okay, yeah. I moved beyond that now. Yeah,
1: I'm not even thinking. Of it. Well, we're glad to have you back. Glad to have you. Well, I'm just <laughs> glad we have things functioning properly that we can have yeah,
2: you back. Yeah, well, almost. And he's got a little mic issue, but you still sound
1: great. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Yeah. uh big weekend, big weekend. Wait, how is everybody? By the way, it's been a couple week. of weeks. How is everybody? How's the fam?
2: Everybody's doing great. It's doing fine. You know, we're having an unusually cold winter down here for us. It's it's been uh,
1: oh, here we mm, go, here lots we and go. lots of
2: days where it's been in the fifties, um, the lows in the fifties, sometimes lows in the forties, and it's just not right. Uh, some days it didn't even it went up to like the sixties. You know, most days we we kind of get up to low seventies or whatever, but it's still. I know this sounds. <laughs> I know this is probably making listeners upset and we're dealing with temperatures that are slightly cooler than what I'm experiencing. What you don't understand is we're not used to this. We're used to maybe, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks total in the winter no, where no. we might get some 50s, couple weeks. And not, you know, uh, continuous weeks. It's, you know, here and there, a couple days. But it's been a lot cooler and uh, I don't like it. Like uh, today I think it's, it's going to be in the upper 50s when the kids leave for school.
1: Sweater weather. It's just not right. Sweater weather for Marva, no doubt about Uh, it. Right. All right, so what did you – well, first of all, congratulations to your heels. Big win over Duke. Yeah, yeah.
2: Big win over Duke, and uh, the heels definitely needed that. After experiencing the head-scratching loss against Georgia Tech last week, you know, this happened after I was not allowed to be on the show. (laughs) So, I don't know, Coincidence? (laughs) It raises a lot of questions. No, I but think yeah, so. And it's a, connected. A big head-scratcher <laughs> on the road to, to lose to Georgia Tech, a team that has just been playing so poorly all season. Uh, but, you know, uh, kudos to them. They really came out, had a great game. Uh, Carolina really struggled with the exceptional R.J. Davis. Everything just seemed off in that game. Uh, but it was a totally different story uh, against Duke on su- uh, Saturday evening. And I don't know if you know, was the team looking ahead to Duke? That's one of those things you just don't know. But it just, just came out really flat against Georgia Tech and paid for it on the road. Uh, Dean Dome, on Saturday night was really rocking. Energy was high uh, from jump all the way through the end of the game. And Armando Baker had a monster night. You know, he uh, really uh, was very dominant, took over. He made Carolina's first shot. His teammates were getting him the ball. And uh, he was battling, though, with Kyle Filipowski all night long, and I saw an interview with him yesterday where he says he's gonna have to go t- get his teeth checked because he has five teeth that were chipped uh, in some kind of hit he took from Filipowski. And he, you know, he wasn't criticizing him though for that, he was just saying it was part of the game, and uh, but that just shows you how intense it was. Uh, he finished the first half, he had 12 points. Uh, you saw him during this game showing a lot of attitude. He was staring down Filipowski. He was giving him the too short little symbol there, um, or too small, rather. And it was just nice to see him play with this much now fire. What, hang, because the-
1: on, hang on just a second. Now, you're, you're <laughs> sitting here promoting and condoning all that unnecessary crap about trying to show up an opponent.
2: Really? Really, Rick it's, a part, Rick, it's a part of the game. It's a part no, of the game. No, it's not. You know, we didn't. We it is. You know, <laughs> it's, it's not. Talking is a part of the game, Rick, and it's it's always a part of the game when emotions are high. You know, we didn't get to talk about this. Um, let's see. This was in doing a bunch of NFL. sign symbols we, with your hands on the court. That's not part of the game. The, Oh, my gosh, it's been a part of the game, Rick. It's always a part of the game. And I'm one thing, we have criticized the refs in the ACC a lot this season, deservedly so. But in this game, I like the fact that they were letting them play. They were letting them play. And um, What if Filipowski all, I mean, course, would have
1: done that to Baycott? What if Filipowski would have if, been?
2: If Filipowski was owning Baycott, then I'd say that, that I wouldn't say anything bad about it. Uh-huh. I'd say, you know, if you don't want somebody to do that to you, step up your game. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay? uh-huh. Okay. I, I really would. I don't I've never been like, Oh my gosh, people shouldn't do that. No. I've that that's never been so my you thing. Think taunting um, as and long as you're backing it up. So no, as long as you're backing it up with your play. No, I so understand like conduct that kind of foolishness is now and their okay. game is not gotcha. on point. Gotcha. Then I don't I don't back that for anybody. I think it makes you look really ridiculous. Did Michael Jordan if ever do that? If you're
1: balling out? Did Michael mm-hmm. Jordan ever do that on the court? Did he ever make hand signals? And did he ever? Other ones people were trying a lot to of la- talking to people. Well, yeah, because people try to take he- him out of the game physically. There's a lot of talking, but when you're, you know,
2: you're, did I ever see him doing things? Oh like my that? goodness, Rick! Please, right. you got to stop this. You got to stop. Okay, this. okay. Mm. If you don't want somebody to do that to you, then you got to step your game up. Okay, and then no one's going to do it to you. So this was a high, a very high emotions here, um, and you know, getting back to Baycott. Coach Davis mentioned after the game that he'd had a talk with him this week leading up to the Duke game, and, you know, as he does every week, you know, he meets with all the players every week. And he said, Armando said, you know, he was very complimentary of R.J. Davis. He said, like, this is his year. You know, I'm so happy for him and blah, blah, blah. You know, he talked about taking a step back. And, you know, Coach Davis had to correct that right there. He said, no, 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 no. I want R.J. to get 20, and I want you to get 20, And you could see that he really took this to heart. Like In this game, you could tell from how it was being played that the Duke game plan was we're not going to let R.J. Davis beat us. And so they stuck to him all night, really tight. But that opened up opportunities for Baycott and for Brandon Ingram to shine. Ingram had 11 points in the first half. And Carolina, again, as they've been doing all season, really good defense, um, locking down Duke. And this defensive efforts leading to baskets on the offensive side. You know, uh, a lot of transition basketball, a lot of good passing, uh, Carolina for six turnovers in the first half and got 10 points off those. Um, for Duke, Jeremy Roach was a bright spot for them early on. He was playing pretty well. He had 10 points in the first half, but at halftime, it was 45-35 UNC. Uh, the second half, That fire, that level of intensity, Carolina kept that going. Baycott finished the game with 25 points and 10 boards. And R.J. Davis, actually, after struggling a bit to get his shot off in the first half, came on strong in the second. He had 17 points. And as I mentioned to you, Brandon Ingram also had a great game on Saturday. He uh, was all over the floor doing it on offense and defense. And one thing I really enjoyed a play that he did is he fell to the floor to save the ball, he managed to tip it out to a teammate, and that save led to a Cormac Ryan three. Um, Ingram made five threes himself in the game. And, you know, so Duke, you know, Duke being Duke, Duke made some runs, um, but it was just never enough to, to overtake Carolina. Uh, Filipowski, he had a much better second half. I mean, a player that's that good, you can't expect to hold him down. You know, for a whole game, he, he sort of came on a little bit more in the second half. Uh, he finished the game with 22 points. Uh, Jared McCain was also a bright spot for the Dukies. He had 23 points, um, and it, but it, all of it though, it just wasn't enough. Carolina won 93 to 84. The game never felt like it was in doubt. Uh, Carolina's going to face Clemson at home on Tuesday, and Duke is going to play Notre Dame. At home on Wednesday, that'll be an easy win for you against
1: Clemson. (laughs) Clemson's the Miami of uh, ACC basketball.
2: Like they, they, they started (laughs) the season. It looked like they might do something, but yeah. But you just can't take anybody though for granted. I mean, I just talked about that loss to Georgia Tech. I know that was on the road, but you just have to come to play every night. Um,
1: Well, how about the Carolina women yesterday? I mean, you got a nice oh oh oh.
2: Well, Carolina women. You know, Carolina women were coming to this game as underdogs. You know, facing Virginia Tech at home, I'm still remembering how Virginia Tech beat Carolina women at home last season on last-second shot by Elizabeth Kittley. I still remember that, and uh, I was hoping for a better outcome this time. Didn't take place though. Um, Carolina was coming off two losses too: a very close, close, tough loss to NC State, and then a surprising blowout loss to Virginia. I don't, I don't know what was going on there.
1: Let me just say um, this: for an overtime th- basketball game. Yeah. That was a terrible basketball game yesterday. Ter- it was. Nobody was shooting the ball well. I mean, that like, was as bad a basketball as I've seen. Tech shot 33%. Carolina shot 31%. Yet here they are in overtime. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah.
2: It was bad. Like, you know, at the beginning of the game, I'm watching this and I was like, does anybody want to score here? What's <laughs> going on? You know? Um, and in the beginning, both teams had trouble getting their stars going. Like, Elizabeth Kitley couldn't. Did she look like herself? Deja Kelly didn't look like herself for UNC. And at the end of the first quarter, it was 15-12 Tech. So, still, anybody's game. Um, in the second quarter, Carolina's shooting still didn't improve much. I mean, no. at one point, Carolina missed 11 straight shots. <laughs> and, I you know I believe in giving credit where it's due but in this case I really don't think it was the tech defense why they missed most of those a lot of them no, no, um it's it wasn't just right there at the rim and just missed I don't really know uh what was happening uh in some of these cases because in some of these cases uh someone had like a break and you go oh she's going to go down their score. no 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 she's not <laughs> so I don't know it's just an off shooting night I guess it happens to everybody sometime um at halftime it was 27-20 tech third quarter, UNC finally showed a spark, finally came alive a little bit. Um, the Heels ended that quarter with a 6-0 run. Uh, Alyssa Usby finally made her first back basket for the Heels. And for the Hokies, Georgia Amore picked up on her scoring. Uh, Kittley had a very quiet third quarter. She only took two shots, and neither one of them went in. So you would think, you know, this is good. Carolina is keeping her in check, or maybe she's just having an off-shooting day. The game was tied at 39 there. Um, Tech also turned over the ball a lot. So usually, again, you think, oh, that would be great for the Heels. But no, Carolina could not take advantage of all these uh, turnovers. And so in the fourth quarter, we continued to score for the Heels. Late in the quarter, Tech is up 54-52, and the Hokies have the ball. UNC goes to a zone for the first time all day. And Lexi Donarski got the steal for Carolina. Heels are going the other way. India Navarre goes to the basket and scores tied up at 54. So we're thinking, okay, Carolina has a chance in overtime. But no. In overtime, Tech was just too strong. Um, a. Moore and Matilda Eck just made key threes to put the heels in a big hole. Before you know it, they're down seven. And at times, Carolina just looked confused on defense. They were like, are we supposed to be playing zone or are we supposed to be playing man-to-man? And the Hokies just capitalized on that. Uh Tech won this one seventy to 61 um, On Thursday, the contest uh, for the Hokies going to go on the road against NC State, and North Carolina is going to play Duke next weekend. No.
1: <laughs> well, good luck. Good luck with that. Good luck with that.
2: I think it'll be fine. It'll it be fine. Okay. I mean, uh, I, I'm excited. You know, people are talking about the down year for the ACC again. You know, people are talking about that far on the men's side. On the men's side. On the women's side, it's not the case. No, not
1: women at all. Women are really
2: getting it done, and yeah. they're, they're doing a great job. And um, I just you know, love to see that. And I think as far as the Carolina women, it's like – I don't quite know, and you know what? This team did. Didn't, there's something that's missing. They don't look very there's good. Something that's missing. I didn't think they were very good. I mean,
1: I'm not trying to be mean. I just I watched them. I'm like, how are they still ranked? They got eight losses now. They're not very good. They're not fundamentally sound. They take bad shots. I mean, you held a team well, to I mean, 33 shooting, happened,
2: but some of those shots yesterday were not bad shots. So, those were wide open shots. Yeah, they can't hit they wide miss. open shots. Yeah. So I don't know. Like you know, Ugh. I don't know what's 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 going on. Um, They show flashes. There are good players on that Carolina team. I don't know if it's just maybe they're not gelling correctly. It's just it's a hard thing to say, you know, what the problem is. But like those defensive lapses in overtime, that was really, you know, disappointing to see. I mean, the fact that they took Tech to overtime is great for them. That would have been a big upset had Carolina won that game. But in overtime, just disappeared. And you know Deja Kelly, her shooting was off. Even though with her getting her points, most of her points came from the free throw line because she was driving to the basket and getting fouled. And so, you know, maybe other players need to do that. Or I just really don't know. Um, but yeah, something is off there.
1: Hey, before I let you go now, since I won't talk to you, what's your Super Bowl pick? What you got?
2: Um, I think the Chiefs are going to win another Super Bowl. I really do. I just I because the NFL wants like... that. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I don't think it's because the NFL wants that. I think it's because I just don't (laughs) trust. I don't trust uh, Brock Purdy to show up uh, in this big game. I don't. I don't trust him. And I mean, if you'd say, who do you trust more, Brock Purdy or Patrick Mahomes? I think you would say Patrick Mahomes. So um, that's who I think. I think they're going to win another Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I think you're right, but. I have a different reasoning behind it. But anyway. <laughs>
2: no, Rick, please, please don't be one of these conspiracy no. theories. Hey, you please, know what? You know stop. What? The evidence, got to the stop evidence it. is
1: pretty strong. The evidence is pretty strong. I mean, they just announced they oh made $331 million God. off of her. Who knows what they'll make off of her if she's down but on the field celebrating I, you know, with the confetti.
2: I saw a story that, I'll do this real quick because I know about the time, people are complaining about like, Taylor Swift in the, in the AFC championship game, she was actually on camera less than than a minute. She was on camera for like forty six seconds Now of course, this is spread over different times, not forty six seconds <laughs> continuous, right. but right. yeah, but people just people don't like her and they just want to complain and I'm just like, when I heard it because I didn't know what the time was. when I saw that article and it was like forty six seconds, I was like, really? why are we complaining about this you know, like forty six seconds
1: Do you think it's from her? Oh, right. Let me ask you a question because I don't know if it, I don't know if it's her. Or would we be this way if it were anybody like that that was getting more camera time and taking away from the game? Like, you know, I don't know if it's because it's Taylor well, Swift.
2: It would be anybody, but they've always, anytime you watch professional. Not, professional like, this. Sports, Not like this. Not like if this. Not like this. If there's a celebrity in the audience, they always show them.
1: Not like this.
2: Like, I was just thinking, you know, when you watch the Knicks, they've always got celebrities. Or anybody, um, Lakers, they always celebrities because of where those teams yeah, are located. And they're going to show them, look. There's Spike it's Lee. That's apples oh look, and oranges. there's so and so.
1: No, that's apples
2: but and oranges. I, but people, that doesn't bother anyone. They show them. Yeah, because I mean, they usually just, bother, we saw Morgan usually, Freeman was at a college Usually game they're the just weekend, a setting shot. That made news.
1: But that's just a setting shot. Oh look who's here. I, they don't. They don't constantly go back to Spike Lee or Morgan Freeman for the whole rest of the
2: game. Well, if they were dating one of the players, that would That'd be big. <laughs> well, <news. laughs> that would be big news. It really
1: breaking news here on the
2: program. <laughs>
1: Oh, good stuff. Well listen, I hope you and uh everybody enjoy the uh the week and uh the Super Bowl and uh Unfortunately, I probably think you're right about uh, the Chiefs winning, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Let's just
2: we'll celebrate. Let's just enjoy their greatness.
1: <laughs> well, we'll know. No, we won't. Well, I know that's hard for you, though. I know. Honestly. I bet. I bet Patrick Mahomes' dad's enjoying the great. Oh, 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 Rick, oh, that is not nice. Oh. And I, I saw
2: it newsday, and I hated that for him to be taken. Why? Situation. What do you mean you hated it for him? It's his third time. No, the guy for, needs no, to be not locked for up. Him. I mean, I hate it for Patrick Mahomes that is taking away. Why? Uh, you know, from what should be an enjoyable time for him because because you don't want to be associated with your just because your parent has a problem. Well, I mean, clearly this man has a problem with alcohol. Yes, and he needs to to get some help. Third time. I just think, but I just think what I, think it's un, what I hate is again this it is it's detracting away from Patrick Mahomes and his accomplishments. That's what I hate because yeah. I mean he's not his dad. He can't control his dad. His dad's a grown man, obviously, um, who uh, has a problem. Needs some help.
1: Ever notice how much Patrick Home sounds like Grover from Sesame Street when he talks?
2: <laughs> he has a weird voice. <laughs> like, I remember the first time I heard him speak, and I was just like, it just wasn't what I
1: was <laughs> I know, right? When he really gets going, you're like, yes. wait a minute, is he a Muppet? I think maybe he's a Muppet. I get it. I get it now. All right, well, my best to your fam, and uh, try to stay warm. Don't forget, maybe even a sweater and an over jacket for you guys today. So
2: Maybe, maybe.
1: All right, be a good girl. Okay. Right, there you, you go. That's up, Marva, in uh, Miami. 50s. Yeah, it's a colder winter down in Florida. They're having to deal with some mid to upper 50s. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Motoring along to the bottom of the hour when Tim Thomas joins us. Stay with us. This is what I'm looking for. The Italian
0: Stallion. T. Balboa. Never heard of him. Look, it's the name, man. The Italian Stallion. The media will eat it up. Now, who discovered America? An Italian, right? What would be better than to get it on with one of his descendants? He's a South Pole. I don't want you messing around with South Poles. They do everything bachelors. South nothing. i have dropped him in three. Apollo Creed meets the Italian Stallion. Sounds like a damn monster
1: movie. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a damn monster movie. Man, what a good scene. What a great character. Rest in peace, Carl Weathers. Man, oh man, oh man. All right, we are motoring along to the bottom of the hour. Tim Thomas in about five minutes. We'll talk more about tech hoopsters on the men's side. Not good news. Was it a knockout game? I think it's pretty clear it was. We'll see what Tim thinks. And on the women's side, when you play a game that poorly and win, that's probably a pretty good sign for your future. 17 turnovers, you shoot 33%, and you still find a way to win in overtime, even when your two big scorers aren't scoring. uh, Maybe it's it's starting to kick in the depth on that team a little bit because that's what carried uh, Tech to a road win yesterday on the ladies' side. Halfway home here on a Monday – bundle up it might be you know in the mid 50s down in miami for marva but uh it's 28 here in the new river valley we're coming up halfway home here on monday that is the text line lots of good uh, text messages uh, flying in this morning we'll get back to those coming up in the power hour joining us now on the program he is the owner proprietor the man who runs the tech lunch pail tim thomas joins us tim how are you good morning my friend rick i am doing great hope you are also well let's uh let's get into uh, the weekend let's start on the men's side i kind of I want to get your take? I was talking about it with Will Stewart on Friday. It kind of feels like it was a knockout game in terms of NCAA consideration. Tech going on the road against Miami had a lead, and then, my goodness gracious, fifty-six points—a complete collapse in the second half. And uh, Sean Padula just cannot control his turnover issues.
0: You know, Rick, that's that's just the thing—is you get the you get the great and you get the the bad with Sean Padula. You know, you get moments of brilliance and. You know, you, you get this, and you can't have seven turnovers and two for seven for the free throw line from your star point guard. That, that'll that kill you. Um, that'll kill you, and obviously it's more than just Padula. I mean, you you know, you have this game in your grasp, then you lose it, but then you get it back about three or four, and then you throw, throw it away again. And Miami is a way better team than their record is. Um, I'm not sure how they have not done better this year. Um I'm not sure what's going on down there. But that was a game that tech had to have. You were you you know, they control the middle twenty minutes of this game. They're an absolute control and they let it slip away at the very end. You just can't do that. Um, you know, you just cannot do that if you are Virginia Tech. You have to close it out. Um, you don't get many of these Q one win opportunities. Now if they would have won this game. They actually could have knocked it out of Q1 into Q2 and then knocked the loss they had to Q3. It's a weird domino effect that you get sometimes with this. But still, you, they needed this one. Um, there aren't many left. No. There are not many Q1 win opportunities left. I think you got at North Carolina, which, ooh, good luck. Um, good luck with that. Um, you got that. You got, I mean, I think maybe at Syracuse or at Pitt might be. But, I mean, there's nothing at home left. AC um, is better this year but In terms of net in some ways But UVA is climbing I mean maybe they get enough I mean that still could be a good Q2 home win But you're going to need some help You're going to need some help from. The good news is Boise State's bumping up their net You're going to need some help from NC State, Clemson You're going to need some help from some of these other wins That's going to be part of the story here for Tech If they're going to get the type of wins they need They're going to need some help They're just going to have to get hot It's not over yet, I don't think it is at all But it's slimming. The path to get there without winning the ACC tournament is slimming, and we're getting to the point now where you start to think, okay, they may need to win. They, they, you know, the be, even the best-case scenario for, for at large bid requires at least one year a game or two um, in, in the ACC tournament. So that, that's one. I mean, it's, it, it was there. It was there for the taking. Um, it wasn't like Duke who, you know, yes, Tech got an early lead, but that was very much Duke's game throughout though um, so that will sting because it was at home. Um, we know Tech's history at home against Duke, so. But this one, I think, is going to be a little more frustrating than that one. And I think it's just a frustrating week as a whole. I mean, this was an opportunity. You had to get one, I think, this week. And they didn't get either. And now Tech's in a hole. Tech's in a hole. And, it, you know, we talked about earlier, see, I think I've, wrote, you know, wrote about times, you know, felt like Tech drifted towards the NIT bubble even. And then back on the NCAA tournament, drift, you know, at some point, you just you just fall too far behind um, as the season progresses, and you get more data. Um, and unfortunately, Texas starting to drift a little farther away. But I don't. It's not over yet. But this was a, bit, a huge missed opportunity this week.
1: Well, I want to get your take too. We've been discussing it a lot with the perception of the league because I agree with you, Tim. I, I look at the league and it's the competitiveness this year is much better overall. I feel like than last year, but. Are these teams just kind of destroying one another's resumes? I mean, you look at three teams. Obviously, Carolina, Duke, and Virginia are going to be in, and I will keep seeing a lot of a lot of these people are saying that might be it. I find it hard to believe the ACC is not going to end up with five or six bids. But what's your take on that perception? Do you think it's real, and what do you think is going to happen in terms of who might come up and make a run here? Oh,
0: no, I think it's real. Unfortunately, I think it's it's a, it, it is real that. You know, because you look at – there's only three that have really been, um, you know, in great positioning, and that's Duke, North Carolina, obviously, and Clemson. UVA's got together, and I think they're going to make it four. Um, I think all the three-bit talk, but it's crazy because I think Tech has, or not Tech, ACC is one of three with, I think, six in the top 50 of the net. The Big Ten doesn't have that. Um and the Big Ten is lauded consistently. I think everybody agrees the Big Ten is down this year. But how often do we talk about oh the Big, how great? Look at the greatness of the Big Ten. And this year, it's <laughs> Big Ten still going to get six in potentially, while the ACC gets four or three. And um, this doesn't make a lot of sense, Rick. And I, I think there's going to be a fifth. I, I think the league can get is going to get the five. Tech missed an opportunity to put themselves in the catbird seat for potentially being that. Um, I mean, Miami still could be. They're just, they got so much talent. Wait, Force still could be. One of the things that's hurt the ACC, which is kind of weird that it has because people might then say, oh, Duke and Carolina aren't as good, as the fact that Duke and Carolina's losses are really only to themselves or Georgia Tech in the league. Yeah. Uh, and Pitt. Like, they're not to those bubble teams. I think I still want to make the point. They're not to the, the five or six bubble teams. Um, maybe you could argue Pitt's on the fringes, but. That, you know they've slipped up, but they've slipped up almost to the wrong teams. Um, I mean, if you could put move it from those those three wins over Duke and Carolina that Georgia Tech and Pitt had, Georgia Tech somehow having two, I, I, I don't know how. Um, after seeing them last a week, a little over a week ago, but you could slide those over to Virginia Tech, NC State, Wake Forest, Miami, or I would say Florida State, but I think they nuked themselves with the loss to Louisville. Um, you know, Syracuse, Virginia, would, would you add that to them, we were talking a 7-8 seed for them. Um, you, you change that up, and all of a sudden, you know, maybe the conversation is different in the league. And also, you just elevate the right nets. Like, Georgia Tech, that's not going to help Pitt. Okay, that may create a Q1 opportunity on the road when Tech goes to Pitt. That would almost certainly be a must win. We'll see where the things stand at that point. But that also elevates the nets of the other teams in the league and, you know, gives you more quality wins and, Especially when you look at the Big 12, who had a lot of teams that play very weak schedules, ran up the score, and kind of played the game right. Which, look, the Big 12 is a great league. I- I'm not going to say it isn't. There's phenomenal basketball being played. It's, it's definitely the best league in the country, again. But, you know, in some ways, you could argue like Virginia Tech has had the top 50 non conference strength of schedule in the country. And they might be, end up being punished a little for it. Unfortunately, in part because of the league as well, but for various reasons. <laughs>
1: He is Tim Thomas from the Tech Lunch Pail joining us on the program. We're looking at some Virginia Tech and ACC hoops. Well, on the ladies' side, um, it, it wasn't a very good basketball game. Let's just say it the way it is. Tech shot 33%. They turned it over 17 times. Carolina shot 31%. But yet, without Kitley and Amor performing well, at least scoring the ball, I know Georgia had 11 assists everybody else kind of stepped up maybe this is a good sign for Kenny Brooks club here heading down the final month of the regular season
0: you know Rick I think um you know Kirk and Brian Ferrets up at Iowa you know, they, I'm not sure how big of a fan they are of all the offense that happens up there so I hope they were watching this game because you know they had to enjoy it um, look um, look it was an ugly basketball game let's be honest but at the end of the day sometimes you just got to find a way to win great teams find a way to win, and they'll go on the road against a good North Carolina team and still find a way to win. Find a way of doing it differently, in many ways, with your defense. Um, huge, and then finding in the overtime. Matilda Eck, I, I, you know, we talked about a lot, who's going to be that third person? Who's going to be that third player to step up, kind of beat the complement, Amore and Kitley, and Eck has really spent that offensively, scoring wise. Another sharp game for her. Um, she's actually averaging more points per game this year for the, for the Hokies, and she was at Michigan State, where she was an All Big Ten honorable mention player. Um, she is really stepping her game up, and I think she's starting to become a little bit of an X factor. I think for this team going forward, because she, I mean, she might be—you know—she may be the best shooter on the team. You can maybe make an argument. I, I'm not going to go there yet, but I wouldn't be opposed to an argument on that. And so, she's been phenomenal. Um, she's been a big reason why they're picking it up right now. Um, big reason, I think. Um, you know, and I would have loved to see a little more Carly Wenzel, especially with what she did in the first half, score-wise, 2-3, for the field, 6 points. Didn't really see her in the second half after the first half at all. I uh, would like to see more of her. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I think this tech team is starting to figure some things out. Not the way, you know, you'd like to win a little more cleanly, but you found a way to win. That's a huge win for the Reds. That's a huge win in terms of showing, all right, this tech team continues to show, hey, we are the standard bearers in the A.C. and you know, it's a big one on Thursday against NC State. To give yourself a lot of momentum going to Reynolds is, is huge. And uh, what is really set, setting up to be a three-way battle for the ACC regular season crown between Tech, NC State, and Louisville at this point. And I think you could argue maybe Tech might be in the best spot of the three, even though Louisville has the, the conference lead right now. You know, yes, Tech's got to go to NC State and Louisville, Neither come to Blacksburg. But if Tech can get one of those two, you know, there's a bigger chance that Tech can get the ACC regular season crown and you know, I think they could play their way up at this point. I don't think a one-season play, I think they're a little too far back, I think. I wouldn't rule that out completely depending on how things play out. But I do think they can get as high as a 2 at this point. I think it's very much a play. I think a two or three. Um, and a win like this against North Carolina, is finding a way to win, it's huge. That is going to absolutely pay dividends.
1: Well, and of course, now everybody will be focused on the <laughs> rematch down in Raleigh as they take on uh, NC State. But... Uh, yeah, you're right. I think I've seen it a lot, you know, covering Radford. Sometimes you win an ugly game, it can send your team a very positive message. And maybe this is something that they kind of needed. You know, they've been they've been good, but they haven't been Final Four-ish good much of the year. They haven't looked like last year's team. So maybe, like you said, I agree. I think this is the kind of thing maybe you can show the film and just say, look, if we can play like this and still win, that shows you our best basketball still ahead this year.
0: Yeah, Rick, and I, I think part of it, as well as look at who they're beating, you know, they, they, and look at where they're doing it. They went on the road; the Syracuse got a win. They went on the road; to North Carolina get you a know, victor. I mean, you know, they're, they're even if they're not playing the prettiest basketball, they're winning on the road against quality opposition. And I think that says a lot about a, a mature team that finds ways to win. And I think, like I said, they're building momentum now, and it seems like they're figuring some things out. They, there's still some work to be done, but. You know, at the end of the day, this is partly where it also matters that you have two of the top 10 or 15, 10 to 15 players in the country on your roster. Like, when you have that, <laughs> that, 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 uh, that changes things a lot. That changes the uh, – that always means you can, you're you in contention for the national championship. Um, you're always in contention for a final four. And so, you know, they found a way to win. I, I think that's a good point as well, Rick. Like, you know, this can be – sometimes winning this way can be galvanizing yeah. um, to a team. Be like, okay, we, we found a way to get it done. We did whatever it took to win that game. Now let's keep it going here. And like I said, there's going to be plenty of juice going into that NC State game on Thursday night. That is, it is a shame that game is on the ACC network. I don't know how no one has moved that to a more national network um, over at ESPN. There needs to be more flex scheduling, especially with TV networks and the sport in general, of college's men and women's. But that is going to be a huge game. Uh, That might be, you know, Rick, that may be the biggest uh, regular season women's basketball game um, that Tech's ever been a part of. Uh, Given how good both of these programs are, um, given what happened in the first game between these two, and given that it could be a preview of the ACC tournament final, Louisville's going to make it interesting as well in there and may make the seeding impossible to that game is going to be electric and Reynolds here in, on, for later this weekend. That, that's a huge game.
1: Well, it really is. And hey, before I let you go, uh, who you got in the Super Bowl, man? What's your look? What are you looking at? Oh man,
0: it feels like the Chiefs are becoming the Patriots a little here. Uh, it, it feels like it feels like this is another like Patriots type deal. But uh, you just look at how much talent the Forty ers have. How many playmakers they have around Brock Purdy, who I think is, you know, he's the greatest thing of all time? now. But I think he's better than the game managers that, you know, Kyle Shannon has had that over the years. And I think he's much better than um, You know, I think we saw it down there. I'll go with the 49ers, but I could really go either way. I think it should be a great game. I'll tell you this. I, I, I think it, it should be a great game. That. That's for sure. I think that should be a great game, you know. But I think I'll go to the 49ers. I think, you know, the defense, they've got, play, they got playmakers all around. And at some point, you know, the Kansas City have enough with just Mahomes and Kelsey and Pacheco and Rice. Um, and I, I don't know if that's enough. With, I'll bet with some of the defensive guys they have as well. That has been a strength. It's been a big part of the story with this team, with that Chiefs team as well. But I, I'll go with San Francisco. All
1: right, all right. Well, enjoy the game and uh, enjoy the week, and we'll see how the Hoopsters perform this week, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week, man. Thanks for everything you do.
0: Hey, Rick. There
1: you go. That's uh, Tim Thomas joining us on the program. We kind of lost him there at the end with his uh, phone, but uh, nonetheless, uh, check him out on the Tech Lunch Pail. They'll update you every week on what's going on, not just with football, basketball, all sports, you name it. Tim and his crew will have you covered the Lunch Pail. All right, we're coming back to wrap up Hour 2 back to your text messages coming up in hour number three we're paying tribute to Carl Weathers today playing a lot of sound bites from uh, his I think most iconic character by far Apollo Creed who knew he's on the Mandalorian that was good info to again we'll be back to wrap up hour two I've I've heard it since I was in like seventh grade. So, but it, it it's something that I, I've kind of embraced. And uh, the guys, uh, Kelsey, Tyreek, and those guys throw th- throw some shots at me, but don't worry, I throw shots back. Sing the alphabet,
2: Joyce. Yes, yes, I could. Let's hear you sing the alphabet. must. E,
1: <laughs> so, I mentioned earlier that uh, Patrick Mahomes kind of sounded a little bit like Grover. I had the wrong Muppet. There's already a thing put together how much he sounds like Kermit. <laughs> and apparently he, he's heard that a lot. So that was him addressing the fact that he sounds like Kermit. So I was on to something. Because I just typed it in. I typed it into Google, like, Patrick Mahomes sounds like a Muppet. And sure enough, all this stuff popped up. So there you go. <laughs> he already knows. <laughs> he doesn't care if he goes out and wins another Super Bowl. Which I think they're going to do because that's what the NFL wants. Sorry, I'm now that guy. (laughs) I hope I'm wrong, but I'm now that guy. As soon as they released how much money they were getting off of the constant you-know-who affiliation, I was like, okay, well, this thing is just things to give me now. I mean, she's clearly going to be down on the field, confetti, Kelsey will be wearing the uh Super Bowl champion t-shirt and hat. I mean, it's it's just it's clearly gonna set up that way, right? I hope I'm wrong. But I don't, I don't think I'm gonna be. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm just uh I've gotten jaded, man. Gotten jaded. You see too much. You start to connect the dots with what's going on with uh With gambling, you just, you know. Frisco, one and a half point favorites, but, you know, that doesn't really matter. doesn't really matter. Um, All right, so coming up in hour number three, it'll just be us hanging out together. Going to get into some things, um, other stuff that went on this weekend and some other observations and I don't know. There you go. Four text messages came in, and I got a direct message. People agree with me that this whole thing is predetermined. See, and that's the problem. Even if it's ludicrous in many of your minds that there's no way they could actually you know, have the outcome predetermined, the fact that so many people, and I guarantee you half the people that are watching the game across the country, if the Chiefs win, are going to end up going, well, yeah, of course they won. But the league doesn't care about that because this is going to set an all-time new televisions rating record. It's going to set an all-time new advertising record. But this is what happens when they constantly ignore what goes on during the regular season. All right, that's the problem. All right. Hour three, power hour, come up.